Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. And welcome back to the English with Kirsty podcast. And I'm aware it's been a while. Um, sorry to those of you who've been waiting for a new episode of the podcast. I was recently speaking to somebody um, who was a podcast listener, and um, that made me think, yeah, I really need to do a new episode. Um, this is episode 166, and episode 165 was was around a month ago, I think. Uh, there have been various things going on with good things like holiday. Um, work and some personal problems as well but I'm back now and I am ready to talk about something that people often say is difficult for them whether it's um, something that they find difficult because it's English isn't their native language or whether it's just something that they find difficult anyway um, and so I thought we would spend a couple of sessions looking at this um, and how to make talking to other people more easy because for some people they just love it. I, I know someone and she loves talking to new people, she loves meeting new people, she gets energy from that but some of us don't and I think it's still it's important to separate what's separate out what's going on. Is it a language thing? Um, because I remember when I started working in a group that was only German people I found that incredibly difficult and part of that was my language skills because I had never worked in that environment before it was new for me so being a non-native speaker was hard for me in that way but I also had to realize that that was part of my personality too because I generally don't like big groups of people anyway so putting me in a big group of German people made it a bit harder for me but to be honest I would struggle in that situation anyway because I'm much better with one-to-one -one conversations I enjoy them I like people <laughs> I like meeting people but I don't like big groups so Although I was struggling in German and, and I did get better at that, I am, I am much better at that than I was when I first started doing it, I still had to accept that part of it will always be a bit difficult because that's not my natural environment where I feel good and can really be myself and, and give the best of myself. So sometimes it's just working out what is language related and what is maybe you're an introvert, maybe you just don't like big groups, maybe... You don't have anything in common with the people that you're working with, so it's really difficult for you to, to find some common ground with them. And there are ways to get around that, but I think it's always good to be to be realistic, to look at what we can achieve and to look at things like, okay, actually I do find this quite hard, but I find that there is value in it too. So it, it might be difficult for me to do this, but I know that if I do that, I will benefit later um, because I'll know my colleagues better or because this is a way to find new customers and new contacts for my business. So sometimes the the plus point doesn't always have to be that you're enjoying something. It can just be that, yeah, this is something that I don't massively want to do, but I can see why it would be good for me, so I'll do it anyway. But anyway, these um, next couple of sessions on the podcast are just going to be looking at some things that you can do to make this easier, because I have a lot of people coming to me. Um, sometimes it's very specific about a presentation that they want to give or something that they want to do, like a job interview. But a lot of the time, it's just talking to people that they find difficult. They know a lot about their industry, a lot about their products and services, 
but the part where you just have to talk to people and you don't have a script and you don't know what's going to happen that that can be quite difficult so i thought we would spend a little bit of time looking at this and things that you can do to make to make this easy for you if it's something that you find difficult whether or not you're learning english so just to be clear then i find networking for the sake of networking quite hard um, but it's something that I've been doing more recently um, locally because I found a, a group whereby business owners get together and meet each other have a coffee or a drink and then talk about what they do and find other people who maybe are looking for those services or just to help each other out it's not like a, a selling session as such it's, it's about making new connections and finding ways to maybe work together or help each other out that kind of thing but it's not something that i would normally jump at the chance to do like great i found this i'm going to go and do it because it's it's what I, I love doing that's that's not true i'm i see its value but i do find it quite hard and that's why i'm talking about it here because i'm sure that other people do too but there as i said there are ways to make it a bit easier but i think the first thing you have to do if you have a choice like if, if you're going to speak to your colleagues, you don't really have a choice if you're told you've got to do something. But if you are looking for things that you can do and you do have a choice, then it's really important to find the right events for you. So, um, for example, there are some that meet really early in the morning and I hate mornings with a I, I'm not my best before the second or third cup of coffee. So something that meets at six o'clock in the morning is not going to be an ideal group for me. Similarly, if the group is made up of people who are doing something completely different to you, then that's probably not going to be great for you either if you can't relate to them. Um, some of the groups I've seen are really quite pretentious and I think, well, I don't, I don't want to be part of this group because it's, you know, it's, it's not real as far as I'm concerned. It's all trying to be people trying to be something that they're not and that's, that, that's not um, a good environment to be in. That, that's not the kind of environment that I want to be in. So if you are looking for something new to do or a way to meet new people, then then look for something that matches what you're looking for. And don't just go to anything. If you think, oh, they're, they're speaking English, that's that's a business related meetup, then that's great. Maybe it isn't great. So you can save yourself a lot of time and stress by doing some research in the beginning to find out what really is going to be suitable for what you're looking for. Um, in terms of work, if you if you have to kind of meet up with with people at work sometimes you can take it into your own hands and find people that are more likely to like the things that you do so for example I have a student and he's on the um his company's football team and he likes football he he spends ages talking about football in our lessons when he can um it's it's his hobby so if the company is trying to encourage people to spend more time together then that's great for him because he already likes the activity so i know this isn't something that every um every company will do but some of the larger ones do have sports teams or clubs or uh, ways of bringing people together that have similar interests so that's that's like a win-win because if you're already interested in the thing then you're more likely to find other people who are and similarly you're all also likely to um have something in common and that's a good place to start um, in terms of events, sometimes where I used to work, we used to have events. So, for example, like a Christmas event or a summer event or a just a random team event. Um, if you find that kind of thing quite stressful, then can you play a part in the organising of it? So 
can you suggest a thing that you would enjoy so not to the detriment of everyone else if nobody else is going to enjoy it but you that's not a good thing but if you find that people always do the same kind of events or always go to the same kind of restaurant or um, always do something that you don't think is particularly fun then is there an opportunity for you to to get involved before the decision has been made um, and so you're still doing something with your colleagues or customers but you're doing something that you think would be more interesting and sometimes people who are organizing things are glad of that because it, it generally falls to the same people every time so if you've got somebody coming up with a new idea then sometimes they're happy about that but is there something you can do to, to get involved in in the decision making progress to, process to make it something that you're more likely to enjoy um, if if it's something that you find more difficult either because you're, you're a bit nervous or um, it's an English related thing that you, you find it more difficult to do this kind of thing in English can you start small so before you go to a, a bigger group where there are maybe customers people you don't know very well um, could you organize something after work one day like um, at dinner or something or just just a meet up for, for lunch or some smaller activity with two or three people rather than 10 people so that you can that you can feel a bit more confident doing that before you move to a, a bigger group of people it's probably not something you're going to want to do <laughs> if you already find this difficult but starting small can help because there are there are less people to keep track of in the conversation and you're more likely to have the opportunity to speak then Perhaps you don't want that either if you're concerned about speaking English, but it is a lot easier to start smaller and to start with people that you know than to have to deal with a, a really big group of people because then it's the temptation is to sit there quietly and not say anything. And after you've done that for half an hour, it's really, really hard to break it. So if you've had a long, uh, speaking from experience, if you've had a long time where you haven't said anything, it's really difficult then to come back into the conversation and to start speaking it's, it's much easier just to keep quiet especially if you're a bit more of an observer character anyway um, and I've, I've had this I started off quite quiet and then I spent the rest of the evening not saying anything because I couldn't find my way back in so it's good to to not let things get that far um, because otherwise it is, it's harder to get back into the um, into the conversation and it's also, I mean, people talk about speaking other languages. I, I've said this a number of times, but it took me longer to really be myself in, in a second language than it did to, to learn another language. So at school, I was fairly good at German. And afterwards, you know, I, I didn't find learning the language so difficult, the grammar, the words, constructing my own sentences. Speaking was always harder than the other things, but actually learning a language came quite naturally to me but being myself in that other language took longer and so I've often said you know people thought I was more shy than I really am just because I found it really difficult to be myself in in another language it's possible you can do it I think I'm I'm pretty much there now not not quite as much I would say I'm, I'm more articulate in my native language still and I think everybody is to be honest but I'm certainly at the point where now in, in German I can be myself and people know what kind of character I am and not just whether I can get a message across about what I want or what I think. But this will take time and um, at the beginning it's hard. So just, you know, accepting that sometimes makes it easy to think, okay, it, this is hard, but it won't always be like this. If I keep trying, keep working on it, then slowly it will get easier. 
So when I talk about my recent networking experience, I I found the first one really hard. I, I didn't actually want to go. I signed up and then I thought, oh, shall I just shall I just stay at home? Um, but I didn't. I went and I really enjoyed it. But the next time I I wasn't quite as bad thinking that I'm going to just stay at home. But I, I was also quite nervous. And I think that's also something to be honest about. Like we're never going to love them, maybe, but we still if we can see the value in them, then it's a good thing to do. Um, so find what works for you. If you, um, for example, this group that I found has online and offline networking opportunities, and, and that's good. Um, if you're talking about your colleagues, then yeah, if, if you kind of spend time talking to them at work, then it might be easier in, in an actual event setup. Or if you um, have a reason to, to email them, um, you can start to, to develop that working relationship with them rather than just asking for what you want and going so that when you actually come to see each other at an event they will remember you they'll know you because they had some kind of conversation with you and you're not just a, a name that they don't know if, if you can do some of the work beforehand it, it is easier um, and I used to do that in my old job where I was working with lots of people I made a point of writing slightly longer emails it, it depended on the situation if we needed something urgently then I didn't but I, I did try to to get to know people a bit before I had to to meet them because then it was easier we, we already had something to to build on then because we'd already been communicating by email and that's the same with this networking group they have a Facebook group and so I can um, talk to some people there online because I know I'm better at online than face to face so work to your strengths if you can find some way of doing that then it does make it easier when you come to, to meet people. Um, and when it comes to these kind of networking events, I think one of the problems people have is that small talk is hard for them. And yeah, that's a fair point. Small talk is hard for some people. And it's, I think we should just say, yeah, that's okay. Um, <laughs> you find small talk hard, you can work on it. But I, I think it's unrealistic to say that some people, all people will love it the more they do it because some people don't. I would much rather have a, a meaningful conversation with somebody um, than to talk about something which neither of us particularly care about. But the only way to find out who those people are that you can really have a meaningful conversation with is to start talking to them. So um, I just see it as a means to an end, really. It, it helps you to, it's like the bridge between you and them. And some people can't just jump this big expanse of water from not knowing someone to, to having a really interesting conversation with them. They need this bridge to to walk over to kind of test. Are you going to be an interesting conversations partner? Um, and and so we talk about something which is kind of not so interesting, not so important. Um, but it's it doesn't have to stay there. If you find that you really don't have anything in common with someone, then you do have to make small talk with them. But, you know, there's a way of discovering who else might um, be available for something that's a bit more interesting to talk about. Some other things you can try are, you know, do you have a shared experience? It doesn't have to be work related, but if you find something that you both care about, then that makes it easier to get into conversation like travel. You can talk about your travel experiences, dogs. I usually find people that love dogs because I do and, and it's easier then. Or if you have children the same age, if you um, have similar experience in within a company, all these kind of things, um, a, a hobby that you both enjoy, something like that. It doesn't have to be business related, but it can help if you find some common ground. Then you 
you know the same vocabulary, you know the same um, kind of questions that you want to ask, you, you can share. Um, similarly, is there something the other person knows that you are interested in? Asking questions is a really good way to get people to talk anyway. You don't have to be talking the whole time. But if you can, if you are genu genuinely interested in something, then it helps because you can, you know, learn from that person. I'm planning planning a wedding at the moment, and so sometimes I get talking to people about, you know, their weddings, what they did, how they organised it. That is that is interesting for me because I want to kind of learn from their experience, and most people are happy to talk about that kind of thing. So. It's good if you can find something that the other person wants to talk about that you're interested in. You may not have as much to contribute. You may be asking more questions. But at the end of the day, does that really matter? Because you're learning something and, and you're having a conversation with them. I think the last resort is to get people to talk about themselves. If you really can't find anything to talk to them about and you have to talk to them because maybe you're sitting next to them or it's it's a customer that you have to spend time with and you are bored but you you need to talk to them um the thing that i always fall back on is, is getting people to talk about themselves because most people are happy to do that um and some people will do that at great length so as long as you can keep asking questions they will keep talking and i don't think it's great conversation practice but it, it gets the job done if if you get the idea that that person really isn't interested in you or anyone other than themselves <laughs> Or if it's just not going anywhere, that, that is always a thing you can do like as, as a last result, last resort. But I think it is it's good, especially with, with colleagues, if it's people that you don't work with a lot. I used to work for quite a large organisation and um, I do think that some of the time that I spent just sitting with colleagues I didn't know out of work time, um, it came in useful later because they knew who I was and so if, if my team needed something from them later on I was I was the person from that the, they met the Christmas party or wherever it was and they thought okay yeah I will be more open to helping her because I, I know who she is I, I had a chat to her and that's not always possible but I think it certainly helped me by having people know who I was as a person and not just as a, as a name on the the email system sometimes there are things that you just have to do like if, if it's too noisy to understand people then it's really difficult to have a conversation so you know there are there are things you can do like maybe in the summer going outside or just going somewhere it's a bit less noisy you know you can f try and adapt the environment to make it easier for you and also if you if you really don't want to be there then it's fine to give yourself a time limit like say okay I'll stay here for one hour or until nine o'clock or whatever it is if you know that you're only there until nine o'clock and you can see the time ticking down then it doesn't feel so bad as if you think oh i'm going to be here all evening and especially if people are becoming less relatable for example if you don't drink and everybody else is and they're having more to drink and you you're, you're drinking water or something else or a soft drink it's it's not fun um so you know just just plan how long you want to stay there and then then leave you know it's, it doesn't mean that just because you said you were going to go to an event that you have to stay there till everybody else leaves if you've got other things to do then at least you came at least you spent some time there so just to, to finish off i've got five things that you can be so five things that it's good to be in this kind of socializing or networking event so number one is be curious and ask questions so not just like I was talking about earlier when people won't stop talking about themselves, but um, 
when you're having conversations with people, it doesn't have to be you talking all the time. In fact, it's good if you're not, <laughs> because otherwise you dominate the conversation. So yeah, be curious, ask people questions, but not just questions that you planned beforehand. Really listen to what people are saying and ask them questions related to that, because that shows that you're engaging and you're listening, and it's also keeping the conversation moving forward. So yeah, be interested, be curious. Um, ask ask more because most people if you ask an open-ended question so not just a yes or no question like a how or what or why or when or where or you know that kind of thing um, most people will will answer and will keep talking number two is be mobile so this doesn't work so much if you're sitting around a table with the same people but if you're at some kind of company event where there are lots of people then be willing to walk around and talk to different people because then you won't feel that you've run out of things to say to the people who are immediately around you. So yeah, go and, go and talk to new people, go and meet new people rather than just waiting for them to, to come and speak to you because then it's only the people that, that think, oh, I'll go and speak to that person rather than you taking the initiative and saying, okay, yeah, I want to speak to this person, this person, this person. Number three, be yourself. So sometimes this is hard in a new language, I've already touched on this, but you don't have to be something else in this kind of event or dinner or party or whatever it is. You don't have to be someone else. You be yourself because, yeah, there's, there's no one else like you. And also it's really hard to be someone else for a long period of time. So yes, it may be a bit more difficult if English isn't your native language. Um, but you, you don't have to pretend to be someone else. If you're not really outgoing, that's cool. Just be who you are, because um, if you try to be someone else, you will always have to do that, and it takes a lot of energy, and it's really not worth it. Number four, be interested in people, even if you're not interested in what they're saying. So sometimes it's really hard, and people get um, passionate about a subject that they really care about, and that can get a bit boring if you're not interested in that thing, but try to still show interest in, in the person, in maybe bringing the conversation around something that you can contribute to or you find more interesting. Um, but sometimes people don't realise how they are dominating a conversation or making something go on too long if they're just really passionate about that thing. Um, so you can try and direct that, but don't try not to dismiss the person because you may have to work with them again. Um, try to try to influence the conversation more rather than just walking away and saying, oh, that person is so boring because maybe they're not when they get onto some other topic. And maybe they are, but you won't find that out unless you try another topic. And number five, because I'm saying this, talking to the people that do find this more difficult. So if, if you did find it hard, the event or the evening, whatever it was, be kind to yourself afterwards. You know, give yourself some time. Do something that you enjoy, that you feel gives you energy back. Because for some of us, being with lots of people does take our energy and it drains us. Some people get energy from doing this kind of thing. Other people lose energy that way. And if you're someone that loses energy that way, then find some way to, to give it back before you do it again or have a really busy day at work. So find something that's, that's good for you, that does you good and you know helps you to relax and get your energy back. And if it was hard, yeah, be be pleased with yourself. If, if you spoke English for two hours or something like that and, and you found it difficult, then yeah, recognize that as an achievement and something that you found difficult, but you did anyway. So yeah, be, be good to yourself, be kind to yourself afterwards. 
So I hope those things helped. I've got some more ideas about this subject and it's going to get too long if I use them all up today. So I'm going to hold some of it back and then um, talk about them in another episode. But I hope those things were useful. Have a good week and have fun learning English. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com or you can go to www.englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes. 